Welcome to the Produce Industry Podcast, your weekly download on current events, trends, market reports, and community discussions. Join us each week from Tampa, Florida, as we cover all aspects of the produce supply chain industry. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Patrick Kelly. Hey, produce people. Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kelly. As always, I am honored to be here coming to you live from Tampa, Florida. Today is May 9th, 2022. That's right, the Monday after Mother's Day, everyone. How was your day? How was your weekend? Did you treat your mother, grandmother, everybody that is a mom with respect and love? And did you shower them with hugs and kisses all weekend? A couple announcements before we get started. We have the West Coast Produce Expo, less than a month array in Palm Desert, Florida. That's right, everyone. Come meet and network with produce professionals, as well as hear from a sports legend, Bo Jack. That's right, everyone. We're going to have fun in Palm Desert, some golf, some pickleball, and a lot more. Don't forget to register for that event June 2nd through the 4th. Now, just a week prior to that, May 25th, Wednesday, our virtual networking hour sponsored by Equifruit, the only banana you should buy. Come meet and greet with the team at Equifruit and learn about their mission to get fair trade bananas and global domination. Let's not forget, they're coming to the United States, everyone. Now let's get our featured guest on the line, Mr. Rob Rastovich, who is the CTO of ThingLogix. Now this is a platform built on AWS and Google, an application that accelerates innovation, system development, and reduces cost and risk. Big thing to hear for growers out there, And they have also developed a program, Thermic AI, wireless temperature and humidity monitoring systems, everyone. And in his spare time, he's a barley beef rancher. That's right, a cattle rancher. So let's get Rob on the line today. Hey, Rob, welcome to the show today. Hey, Patrick, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Hey, no, when when I got connected with you, and, and it's interesting sometimes, how podcast guests get connected to the podcast. And uh, this actually came from a podcast site that actually connects people, which I like with is, which is Kickcaster. And I've, I've used them and they have reached out to me before. So I think it's kind of cool how we were connected because I think if it didn't happen this way, we might not have been connected, Rob. Well, then I'm glad it happened. <laughs> 100%, man. Well, listen, For the new listeners out here, you know, I got to get to know Rob a little bit. I've been doing some research on the company. We've been talking about what innovations and what trends are in and coming to the marketplace. And Rob, I got to have you give a 30,000 foot overview, you know, of your organization and, you know, kind of what you're bringing to the agricultural industry. Yeah, so the... um... I, I kind of have a foot in both worlds. So in addition to being the CTO of ThingLogix, I'm also a cattle rancher in Central Oregon. Um, and so that's how kind of the ag and ag and, and technology got together because they, they formed together here on my ranch. Uh, the, our, our goal uh, in our company, uh, ThingLogix, was to, be, to develop IoT solutions and IoT you know, connected devices, connected things to create more efficiencies, um, not only in, in current businesses, but also spawn business models. Um, now on the ag side, on the, on the ranching side, we've been raising cows for over 100 and, almost 102 years now. Um, and we've been, you know, uh, we've have a, we have a, a little ranch in Bend, Oregon. We pick up the spent grains from the brewers in town and we feed it to the cows and, and then we sell the meat back to the pubs in town. So 
kind of always tell people if you know you want to help support the local farmer drink more beer because that helps uh helps some make more burgers um but during that process you know we realized that there was this issue of cold chain you know being able to um, manage and monitor freezers and refrigerators and so thing logics we took the uh we took the technology from thing logics the need from the agriculture married them together and came up with thermix ai ai which provides a cold chain monitoring um, um, when we're focused on the ag industry, but really for any industry. That's fantastic. You know, when I was doing a little bit of research, I'm trying to understand, because I, I come from a citrus background. So I always try to play like, how can this integrate into citrus, right, Rob? <laughs> you, know, you know, it's like, how do I integrate this into my normal day-to-day -day business? Or can it be, right? And it, what's interesting is I got to run back because it's Obviously, you know, the thing logics, it's a low code, you know, platform. It's built on AWS. If anybody doesn't know AWS, obviously it's a server platform. And that's what's so interesting. You know, Rob, you're building things that are bringing a new aspect to the, to the business, talking about reducing, you know, costs, talking about reducing risk. Um, as you being a cattle rancher yourself, I mean, a lot of those, you know, key, I would say key words that were used, um, that's a big, I would say, assessment when into talking about your, your farming, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. Ranching and farming, in, whether you're growing oranges or whether you're growing cows, the margins are slim for, for ranchers and, and risk is high, right? So it could be, you know, in, I was in Southern California for a few years and the citrus, you know, industry down there is huge. And, you know, you get a, you get a, you know, a cold freeze or you get a bad uh, weather. Same, you know, the same thing is true with uh, ranching. It could be anything. It could be disease. It could be, um, you know, you get, uh, uh, right now we're in the middle of a drought. And so hay is, is at, a, at a shortage. Um, so anything that you can do to minimize that. And one of the big things for us, and it was actually born again out of a, out of a tragedy. I had, I had a, a freezer. Freezer had, you know, had like a two head of cows in it that we were waiting to distribute. And one night it, it went off in the middle of the summer and we lost a great deal of product in there and there's nothing you can do about it. And those types of things, those slim margins, um, mitigating that risk and being able to um, know that, you know, you're not going to lose something in, in something as critical as a freezer is, is kind of why we, you know, started putting this together and, and, and stream the technology together. All right. So now I'm going to ask you another question because I, 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 you know, hopefully you've been thinking about it because I said citrus, right? So if you're a citrus farmer, you know, talk to me, you know, could this be implemented into my world? Could I go back and say, all right, guys, this is something that we can look at um, because obviously there's, there's reduced, there's, there's risk, there's waste, there's all types of things that are involved in probably your ranch versus a citrus ranch, just maybe without a live animal, right? So talk to me about that or can, or can you yet? Oh, absolutely. So think about Thermix AI is just one aspect of how we're, you know, a product that we're putting together around cold chains for, for that. But we have <clears throat> other ranchers and farmers that we've been working with even in the, the San Joaquin Valley. So IoT, you know, the Internet of Things coming to agriculture has been coming for several years and is probably the primary use case. A couple of years ago, um, in addition to growing cows in Oregon, uh, I put in about 20 acres of industrial hemp because uh, hemp was a big crop back then. At that point, we decided, you know, the plants need to be, you know, cared for and be a little more meticulous than like a normal pasture would. So doing what we call fertigation systems, you know, you put sensors into the soil, 
Um, and then the, the pump and the irrigation system delivers not only moisture to that plant, but also the nutrients that it needs when it needs it. Not too much water, not, not, you know, not, not, uh, not too little water, exactly the amount <clears throat> that it needs at that time. So getting really efficient with that and being able to use technology to do that isn't that was, was, you know, really kind of revolutionary in terms of the hemp, but in terms of any types of what we call row crops or orchard crops, um, we have a lot of people down in the San Joaquin Valley using that technology um, to get more efficiencies around just production and uh, get more productivity out of their acreage. Man, that is crazy. So listen, I mean, like you talk about the Central Valley, which is kind of where I'm from, where I've kind of grown up uh, for a partial of my life. And, you know, it's like, I haven't even heard of this, right? So I think oh, it's amazing yeah. how obviously the produce industry, the, the ag industry, right, is, uh, is so large, but so small and complex because obviously you said you've got people in the Valley organizations already using this. Well then, yes, now it's like, this is, this is fantastic. I love the passion of trying to move forward because one thing that I've noticed that the produce industry, that the, uh, the supply chain industry, the ag industry, we are a little bit behind the times in technology. So when I hear new technology coming on board, when I find out that relationships are being built and one, like you said, I love it. I keep talking about the risk, the cost, right? That's, that's all, that's like a hundred percent of our business. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, it's a hundred percent of a lot, right? I mean, yeah. every aspect of the supply chain uh, takes that part of it. And if you can reduce part of it, put money back in your pocket, then guess who wins the farmer. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Everyone, the farmer yeah. wins. And that, is who we need to win because that is who is developing our crops. That's who's producing the food. And that is who is feeding the globe. Am I right, Rob? Oh, boy. Preach it, brother. Preach it. You know, because I mean, that's what it's, it's, it's ironic, you know, being, a, being in, uh, in both sides of the, uh, of the aisle where I've got one fit in technology and one fit in agriculture. And I spend half my time kind of in Silicon Valley, half my time up here, you know, when I'm in Silicon Valley, you know, people, they look at me like I have two heads. They're not quite sure where they're, that there is an actual cow associated to the ground beef they're buying it in at the store. And then when I'm up here, they're a little bit like technology. Yeah, I have a computer and I use it, but you know, how do those two marry? And um, to me, if, you know, being able to get the, and you've said it perfectly, to get the cost down for the rancher, to get them more efficiently so that we can produce more you know, more volume with the acreage and the resources that we have. That's the, that's the key. And not to, not to overspend doing that, right? Technology sometimes is expensive and, you know, agriculture has got to have it come way down to the point where it becomes affordable. And, and that's what's happening now. These, you know, these devices where there's the connectivity is cheaper and it's getting down to the point where implementing these solutions, you know, isn't, isn't cost prohibitive. You know, Rob, what I like too is that, and I said this earlier, and you just said it within this conversation is relationships, man. Mm. Building relationships is key. You know this in the in the ag industry, in the rancher industry. I, I know you know this. So let's take a quick break. We're going to hear from some of our key sponsors who have great relationships in the industry and then get right back to talking about ThingLogics. Discover orchard freshness on Amazon Fresh with Arctic Apple Slices. Arctic Apple stays orchard fresh longer than other prepackaged, pre-sliced apples. This means less waste and no more half-eaten apples. 
Plus, you'll love the undeniable freshly picked flavor. Arctic apple slices are available in convenient grab-and-go bags in both Arctic Golden or Arctic Granny varieties in select markets on Amazon Fresh. Packable, snackable, 100% irresistible. Are you ready to enhance your skills? Every day we are tasked to make fast, effective decisions to keep up with the fast-paced produce industry. At AgTools, we take the pressure off of gathering data to help make your day easier and more enjoyable. Connecting the supply chain with AgTools is unique, practical, and easy. AgTools can be used from multiple angles of the produce industry, from farmers all the way to logistics companies. We call that 360-degree decision-making day after day. Visit www.ag.tools.com to gain more reliable and relevant data to see more, achieve more. And now, back to our show. Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast, everyone. It's always great to hear from our sponsors. Here, dynamite companies producing dynamite content. So everyone, you heard it straight from Romp earlier, and we're about to bring him back on because we are going to learn more about innovation, more about technology, and more about getting the most back to the farmer. So Rob, welcome back. Thanks, Patrick. Hey, man. Great to have you. Like I told you on our off break in the green room, already learned so much from your organization and uh, you yourself, just, you know, talking about the Central Valley, talking about the technology, reducing cost, risk, all of the fun stuff that I love to talk about, but now implementing it in the produce supply chain and ag industry. So now we're going to tee this up because we always want to know what's in the field and on the horizon. So what's next, man? What do you have in line? What do you have in play for your organization? And, and how are you going to touch that next citrus farmer or dairy farmer or even cherry farmer out there? Well, so what we're working on now, and my passion <clears throat> really has been last few years has been water. Cause when you're, when you're a farmer or a rancher, you know, water is your lifeblood and there is a, you know, the, the supply of water and uh, depends on mother nature a lot. And then, you know, how do we balance all the needs of, of, you know, uh, municipalities with farmers? If there's no water for farmers, there's, there's no water. Um, I mean, there's no food for, for, for all the uh, people in the cities. So we've been actually working with the USGS um, to develop water monitoring systems at the source so that we can get um, flows and, and understand, you know, how the water is coming down the rivers. And so not just how, not how, um, how much water is in the river today, but how next month, the water that's in, you know, uh, Colorado is going to affect Southern California. Um, being able to put those models together and give real-time predictions and be able to create a water grid where we can move water, you know, back and forth. So, what technology around water is, I mean, we're using the technology for other things. Um, and I mentioned my hemp uh, uh, operation a couple of years ago, robotic robotics in the field, being able to take um, in, in the hemp, in the hemp crops. One of the things is you can't have a male plant in the, in the, in the field. If you have a male plant, it'll destroy the, the crop. So you have to go up and you have to look at every single plant and determine if it's male. We did a proof of concept with Boston Dynamics in their dog spot and to see, we programmed the dog to go up and down the aisle, up and down the row to take pictures, identify male plants, and ultimately would be able to remove that plant. Um, same thing with any row crop, whether it's in, or, 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 
orchards, being able to use uh, robotics to go out and not only monitor the um, monitor the the plants and the trees and, and the soil and, and be able to take action on them. But, you know, even looking at them in terms of harvesting and being able to harvest um, crops in the future. You know, and in talk about uh, robotics in the fields, you know, I did a, a podcast with Gary Wisnatsky down in uh, Lakeland, Florida. We did it in a pixie room inside of his uh, berry, uh, I would say, warehouse. And, you know, he talked about robotics and that's like what he wants to leave a legacy to, to the industry is mm-hmm. obviously the berry picking, like in blueberry crops, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're creating the robotics for that. You mentioned hemp. I think that a lot of, uh, I would say, farmers in general probably still want it handpicked, right? Because they're still afraid of that. I mean, a lot of people pride themselves on handpicked, handpack, delivered, right? Am I right, Rob? You've seen it. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And there's and there is there's you know it there's a and the reason for it is the you know there's a touch and there's a feel that <clears throat> you can get from picking it that you know keeps the 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 product you know from being bruised or, or or you know damaged in any way. But robotics is getting there. You know, it's getting to the point where that that touch is is there. And is it you know I, I guess you can make the you could also make the argument that you know a combine is pretty much a robotics too, right? Or but I'm talking about micro stuff, you know, stuff that gets down to a smaller level where it's a little more finesse. We're not there yet. And we're not going to, you're not going to go, you're not going to drive down, um, you know, down in Oxnard and, 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 and see a bunch of robots in the field anytime soon. Um, but as labor and labor becomes more and more of a precious commodity, uh, I think you're going to start seeing it, it's starting to uh, poke his head up. Well, so now I'm going to throw something at you. So you're telling me, that we're not going to like show up to Santa Barbara and there's going to be like a whole iRobot facility of all these <laughs> robots picking fields. <laughs> like, 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 come on. No, like, that, there's that, not. That, that, <laughs> <laughs> so everybody can relax. You know, the iRobots aren't going to be taking over the world. You know, I think, and there's not, you know, we, it, you know, you hear a lot about artificial intelligence. And that's typically where people go. It's like, oh, we're going to have robots. And it's a little bit different than that. And, you know, think about thinking about efficiencies and the ability. I mean, I remember when, you know, I know we've been here 102 years and I have stories about my, my, my grandfather, when he saw his first tractor, when he saw a tractor, you know, cause you know, they used to use, you know, horses and, you know, they do everything by hand. And when he saw a first tractor and they, the, the stories he told, he thought, you know, the world was, the world was changing the world that he, it was the greatest thing he'd ever seen. And he couldn't believe it. And then he was afraid of it at first too. Like, no, I don't want that around here because it doesn't do the job that I do. And it can't do the job that, that I do. So it took time technology at any point in our, in our history takes time to kind of evolve. And it's not technology taking over. It's integrating with us. It's working with us. Well, you said change and and that's what it's about. We have had to change so much in our lives. As my dad said, he, he's 64 years old. And he said, I've had to change twice. Really? He said, he goes, you kids have had to change twice. You're probably gonna have to change two more times. Cause that's how technology is evolving. It's changing. It is scary because we're all like, yes, let's get on our cell phones. Yes. Double authentication until we're pissed yeah. and we don't want to use it. I mean, yeah. all these crazy things you can think about, but what I love about it is we have true farmers and ranchers like yourself that are getting into technology. And that's where I believe we can start trusting this a little bit more because this is not outside investment companies. This is not people from, and I don't mean to say this from other countries, just coming in and trying to buy their way into the industry. Um, This is true. Like ready grassroots, man, from the farm, 
level up innovation. We had to innovate to get new packaging. We had to innovate, um, like I said, to sell better fruit or better vegetables, right? We've had to innovate all along the way. So let's let the farmer start innovating now and be the guy or be the gal that's coming up to invest in. Because I'm always going to say, we're going to trust our neighbor over someone that just comes in and is trying to buy their way. So Rob, I love this, man. This is a great technology. It's a great uh, you know, idea that you're having and bringing out to the industry. If anybody wants to get a hold of yourself or the organization, how can they go about doing that? Yeah, it's uh, thinglogics.com. Um, you can, my email's on there. You can kick me out an email or contact us um, um, via social media as well. LinkedIn, I'm all on LinkedIn. So uh, reach out and get a hold of me. You know, you mentioned something about innovation and I want to I uh, just highlight on that. It, you know, if you go to any farm in America, you'll find the most innovation anywhere. I mean, it's amazing what farmers come up with, you know, and they always say, you know, need is the necessity is the mother of, of invention. And so all the most amazing things have been invented on these farms. And I think uh, you're right. I, I There's nothing that says, or it, actually not only is there nothing, it should be the way that it is that the technology for farmers should come from farmers as opposed to coming in and and, and being thrusted upon us because that's we know what the need is and we know what um, we know what we um, how we need to make it work. I love it, man. What a, what a great closing statement for innovation and bringing it into our world and even in our, in our lives. Right. So it's, it's kind of a emotional connection, just like anything we put in our mouth, Absolutely. whether it's meat, whether it's produce or whether it's dairy. So Rob, I want to thank you for coming on the show, giving me an eye-opening look in technology uh, coming from another rancher in an ag industry. And I say another rancher, not myself, but as in a rancher, someone in the produce and agriculture industry. Thank you so much. And we look forward to uh, seeing you in the fields and on the horizon. All right. Thanks, Patrick. Appreciate you having us. You've been listening to the Produce Industry Podcast with Patrick Kelly. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor to get new, fresh weekly episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Produce Industry Podcast. Until next time, see you in the fields or on the horizon.